Hello, this is Darren. And this is Paige. And this is Where's, Where's the, the lemonade? lemonade? Where we talk about what happens when life throws you lemons. Make some lemonade? Uh, maybe. Some weeks it's lemon squares. Yeah, some weeks it's just lemons. Yeah. <laughs> On today's episode, we're going to talk about the non communicative ex spouse or current spouse. Silence is not always golden. It is not. Okay, let's first talk about what leads up to a non-communicative spouse or Well, first of all, let's talk about why we wanted to do this episode. Okay, that sounds good. Yeah, so we had seen this on our Facebook groups that we're involved with for ex, um, you know, For divorce, blended families. Blended families, um, yeah. So this is quite a problem. Like, people don't know what to do when they're, especially when they're ex- won't communicate with them. I mean, you need to be able to communicate. There are things that you have to decide together. Well, you do if there's kids involved. Yes, right, yes. If there aren't kids involved, then you never have to communicate again. Right, but I mean, people on these groups are people that obviously they're they're at their wits end because they don't know what to do. So we're going to talk a little bit about what led up to that non-communicative spouse. Yes. Or ex-spouse, and then what, what we could do to fix that problem is that how we're gonna yeah and i think that we're all guilty of it to some degree right like we've all we've all participated in the silent treatment to some degree for sure some exes and maybe even your current spouse or maybe you're the one that does it um you take it to the extreme and it is so unproductive yeah when you stop communicating that's a a big problem it's a huge problem so let's talk about the the things that trigger it the first one is called the blame game popular game very popular game. I don't like to play it, <laughs> but I think most people do to some extent. Well, I think everyone does. Uh, yeah. Instead of taking the blame yourself, you want to say it was someone else's fault. Especially when it's your ex. ex. Yeah, How easy is it to blame them for everything? Yeah, the divorce was never my fault. It was always my ex's fault. That's, That's what everyone right. says, right? Yeah, yeah. No, it's easy to play that game, but it's not productive. No, it's not. It doesn't help anything. Especially when kids are involved. And uh, that's where things become uh, very detrimental, which leads to the other one, which is the trash talker. Oh, the trash talker. I don't, I'm not a trash talker. I know you're not, which is great. I'm not a trash talker. Never have been a trash talker. Will never be a trash talker. I think that is disrespectful. This is, when I was getting divorced... Um, I wanted everyone to know I was getting divorced because I didn't want to have that awkward conversation with 50 different people like, oh, and just so you know. So I was fine with people talking about my divorce. Like, yeah, actually get it out there. But I never said a word about why we're getting divorced. I never said a word about um, my ex and, and, you know, if I felt bad towards him or whatever, because he is the father of my children. And that's the key there is when you trash talk, you're actually trash talking against your own children. Yes. It's because awful. they're half of your ex spouse. Yes. Whether you like it or not, that's how it is. And if you think that your kids don't hear, they hear either directly or worse indirectly. Yes. And I know it's hard. I mean, even when you think you're not trash talking, when you just, you know, get a little dig in here and there, you don't think you're trash talking, but even those little digs and are hurtful. This happens with spouses and ex-spouses. Absolutely. The so, little digs, the little digs. Your kids are always paying attention yeah. even to the little digs. So yeah, trash talking, don't do it. Do not do it. If you want to talk to a friend, fabulous. Pick a friend that you trust Talk to that one person, but do not or, go around trash talking. Or get a counselor to talk yeah. to. Yeah. All right. All right. Next one. Quiet treatment. 
I don't know what you're talking about. So the quiet treatment leads to the silent treatment? It does. The quiet treatment is a <laughs> precursor to the silent treatment. The quiet treatment, I have experience with this. Because as those that listen to our podcast know that um, Paige does not, she will go quiet on me. But I don't give you the silent treatment. So I, No, okay, no, so no. Now you I go quiet. Now I understand the quiet treatment. Okay. Yeah. I get it. It's a, it's a prerequisite to leave. <laughs> Yes. I'm not, I don't, I rarely give the silent treatment, but I do give the quiet treatment. The quiet treatment is, I don't want to say something I'm going to regret. So in the heat of the moment, I don't want to say anything. So I just, I need time to just process. Right. That took me some time to figure out. I thought maybe she was mad at me, which she was. Well, yeah, it's because we're in an argument that I'm doing the quiet treatment. Well, she, yeah. <laughs> so if you just wouldn't make me mad. I thought she was punishing me. No, no, it had nothing to do with that. And I'm glad you learned that that had not, that no. was not it. So now she just teaches me patience. It's her way yeah. of educating. And I think I'm getting me. better too. Oh yeah, I, think I am the too. quiet treatment. I'm, I just, I, I just, I need to think about my thoughts. I'm not always sure that what I want to say is really what I want to say. And mm. I don't know if people can understand that, but no, do you know what I mean? I'm, like, I'm glad, I'm glad that you yeah. hold your tongue. I have a harder time holding my tongue. You do, but you've gotten better at that yeah, too. Yeah, I have. Yeah. yeah. So we're we're meeting in the middle of a semi-quiet treatment. Yeah, like the Quiet Place. Oh, good movie. Yeah, good. I wonder movie. when the second one's coming. Uh, well, who okay. knows? All right, push pull is the next one. What's this one? I don't understand. This push, is pull. when you're using the kids back and forth. Ugh. Right, you're pushing information through the kids. You're pulling information from the kids. Uh, this is very dangerous and can cause a lot of problems. Now, this doesn't necessarily have to just be your kids. You could do this through mutual friends as well. Yes. Um, not yes. as bad as through the kids, but still really bad. Right. Right. Yeah. No, that's bad. That's terrible. Don't Where you're that. not communicating directly, you're communicating through a third person. Right. I feel sorry for that person in the right. middle. But. So now remember, all these things we're talking about are things that you might be doing. And so then your ex goes, you know what? I'm done with you. I'm That's not right. going to, you're, you're putting the kids in the middle, so I'm just not going to talk to you at all. Or you're doing the blame game. Well, I'm just not going to communicate at all. So that's, yeah, keep that's, that in mind. Um, I like the next one. You like, why? Yeah, this is totally you. <laughs> you cannot make me. That is 100% Paige. You can't make me. You can't make me do it. If I want Paige not to do something, I tell her to do it. <laughs> that is so not true. That is 100% true. But if I is... tell you not to do something, you will do it. No. But it does, it, my first instinct yes. is, why did he just tell me not to do that? I think I want to do that. That yes, is my first exactly instinct. Right. My first instinct is a five-year-old. Yes, I don't know why, <laughs> but it is true. That is my first instinct. Like, oh my gosh, I want to go do this. But then I, I can think about it. For, but I understand this one, especially if it's coming from your ex, right? Like you need to blah, 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 blah. And you go, oh yeah, oh, yeah? <laughs> guess what? I do not need to do anything. So yeah, you're I, not in charge of me. You're not. In, you're not the boss of me. Yeah. Yeah. I that, I can see how that one. That's a yeah. Yep. Um, the next one, and this is kind of a precursor to the other one, the solo decision maker. I am divorced. I can now make all my decisions myself. False. So I'll just tell you, if false. there's kids involved, a hundred percent false. Oh you may gosh. think that. You may even try and live that. Reality will slap you right in the forehead. No, in fact. When you were married, you had way more control, right? Because if you were married and you make a decision, your spouse might just go, okay, whatever. That's my husband, you know. But when you're divorced and you hear that your ex made some decision without consulting you, literally blood is boiling. It, it's amazing because one of the most common things with this 
is um, haircuts. Oh yeah, we've talked about that before. Haircuts is I've a big one. I've been shocked, and this we're is, so over it. I know this oh, is more so newly it. divorced people. Yeah. Um, uh, the new stepmom took their daughters to go get oh. haircuts. You would have thought that you know they had a kidney removed or something. It was, I'm, I'm going to give some advice to any stepmoms out there. Do not take your stepdaughter to get their haircut <laughs> unless you have. Gotten, permission. gotten the green light from the bio mom. Do not do that. Yeah, I never did that. I, no, we, you didn't, we've no. never had this situation. But we've read a lot about but it. But we have heard it. We have felt it. Yes. Don't, don't do that. I think it's funny because with boys, I don't think moms care as much as boys. Eh, whatever. But girls, make sure you yeah, get, they do care. get that permission. So that solo decision making, you, you really can't make it by yourself. And when you start doing that, then the other spouse will start shutting down. Yes, when you just like go, oh, I'm going to sign Johnny up for this, and I'm not even going to check with my ex. That's that's uh, that's not okay. Now that leads into right the silent treatment. If your if your ex won't communicate with you when what you're you saying, do? we'll talk yeah, about that. In so a we're going to get to that. Yeah, the next one kind of feeds into withholding or punishing your spouse and your ex spouse. I hate that one so much, and um, I think that that. That one that you just mentioned, I think that actually leads to a lot of divorces. Oh, yeah, I think that absolutely. is a heavy duty if weapon. If you don't do this, yep. I am not going to do that. Yes. I know many friends that that um, have used this technique in their marriage, and it is so unhealthy. No, it's not. It's, yeah. so, it's so unhealthy. So so don't do that. Please. Um, and, and with your ex, this comes in the forms of withholding uh, money, withholding visitation, those are very dangerous uh, roads that you start heading down and you will end up in court and you may even end up arrested. So be very, very careful if you think that you, know, you can withhold either child support or visitation or even information about your children. That that could be very detrimental to... Yes, the court looks down on that very poorly. Do not withhold. And and don't tell your kids, oh, this is happening. Don't tell your dad. Yeah. That's, don't tell your mom. Yeah. That, that's not good. Don't do that. Yeah. The, the court sees that as parental alienation. Yep. Uh, there is a legal term for it. You will end up losing custody of your children if yep. you're found guilty of that. Yep. Okay, let's talk about when uh, you've already destroyed your communication, like we talked about before, and now your ex or even your spouse won't even communicate with you. Well, sometimes it's not your fault when your ex stops communicating with you, right? Like, you just may have a really volatile ex-spouse. That, that could that be the case, it's just, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, depending on how the wind's blowing, you don't know how they're going to... I mean, we see that all the time on these threads, that... You know, they just, it's called HCBM usually, and that's high, highly contentious bio mom. And they never have the highly contentious bio dad. It, Why it, is that? Let me just tell you, the women get the bad rap on there. I think that women just have, their emotions are, are, are closer to the surface. Well, I also think women are more likely to share on Facebook too. That is true. Because there are, there are highly contentious yeah. bio dads. Of course, of course. But we only hear about the moms because social media is more geared yes, towards yes. them, I guess. So let's talk about some of the things that you need to do if that's the case. Some of these will help keep you out of court. Some of these will improve the communication. And so the, the, these right. are all different tips. So yes. So if your ex stops communicating with you and you don't know what to do, the first thing you have to do is... Document. Document, document, document. 
emails, texts, phone calls all need to be documented. Yep. Um, yep. If you, it's best from my perspective, if they are not communicating with you to send an email because there is a return and receipt on those. Right. You have a, you have a paper trail for that. Yes. Text, you can do that as well. It's just a little more difficult. It's a little more difficult. Yeah. Phone calls. That's a he said, she said oh, yeah. situation if unless you, you record it, but do not record oh, unless they know they know because that will be thrown out and you actually may get arrested for yes. some, it's different in every state. So do not record conversations without the other no. person knowing. And if you do have a phone conversation, cause sometimes there are things that they just, you just need to be talked about on the phone, right? You just yeah. need to, to be able to hash it back and forth. And if you do have that phone conversation, send an email afterwards saying, Hey, I just want to make sure we're clear on this is what we talked about. You know, we talked about A, B, and C, and there you have some documentation. You know, that's what we do in business all the time. I just had a phone call this morning. We discussed some really cool things. I sent an email saying, this is what we talked about. Right. Is there anything else we, I forgot. Yeah. Boom. It doesn't have to be confrontational. No. Um, if you're writing it so you can trap them, your attitude is wrong and yeah. it'll come across that way. And that leads in right into the next one is be civil, right? Yeah, yeah that can be hard when emotions are, are tuned up. It can be very hard. But let me just tell you, sometimes being civil drives your ex insane, <laughs> right? Isn't that funny? How being nice and kind and just being chill makes them go crazy. Like, it's so funny. We've read about this so many times yeah, we have. where, you know. Kill them with kindness. Yes, kill them with kindness. And the other ex is like, ah! going crazy and you're just oh well i can see why you would feel that way and they just want to you know scratch their <laughs> eyes out but but no be civil be civil and in the, if you if you can't you don't have to be lovey-dovey no please don't be or yeah or kind please don't be be but kind you, don't be lovey-dovey be kind but you can treat it as a business transaction so how yeah. would you in a business transaction, you're trying to solve problems, not trying to throw each other under the bus. Right. So do that when you're being civil. Yeah, exactly. Hey, next one. This one's hilarious because people post on social media all the time. People are dumb. There are dumb people. Not all people are dumb. No. No, oh, certainly not. But, in, fact, you know, in fact, it's very few that are dumb. But people that post negative things about their ex on social media... They're dumb. Yeah, yeah. Don't that, do that. That is there. It can be whether you think it can be or not. It can be subpoenaed in a court of law. But forget that. Like, forget the court of law. That is just. That is so disrespectful. Well, your kids may see it. Your yes, friends see your, it. I mean, so. it's that is hitting below the belt. Now, what about these blended family social groups? Well, I think that's actually different. Why is that? Because you're in a you're in this private group with other people that you're looking for advice. People in these groups are they're looking for help. Okay, so, they're looking for advice. And I would say most of the time it's not slamming someone. It's hey, this is my situation. Who's been in this and who can help me? Yeah, yeah. You know, you're right. You're right. Um, so if you are posting on these private groups, make it constructive. I need help in this situation instead yes. of my ex is a total. You know jerk and i can't right. you know figure out how to communicate with them yeah. help me that doesn't that right. doesn't help and who knows maybe one day your ex would be in that group actually i think a lot of these if i remember correctly when you sign up when you ask to be in the group it actually asks for your ex 
ex's name. Oh, does it? Yeah. I know I know at least one of them did so that they make sure that you're both not that in the group. Which, yeah, that makes sense. It, yes, it does make sense. Yeah. Ooh, <laughs> play more on the blended family group. That would be it would be interesting to see both sides of that. No, I wouldn't. No. Never mind. No. Okay, next, don't involve other people. Oh gosh. Uh, to carry a message between you and your ex. Now this can be kids. Or it could be friends, mutual friends. Yeah, it could this be your is, mom. It could be an aunt. It could be your sister. Like, hey, so-and-so, you know. It's time to grow up. Yeah. Be an adult. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry to put it that way. But. but this is, we have to remember, this is when your ex won't communicate with you. So you're, you're. I understand how people can feel this way. Well, ab right? absolutely. They go, oh my well, goodness. Well, they won't talk to me. Will you tell them? Yes. I can't, you know, I can't get through to them. Can you tell them? That's not going to help the situation mm -hmm. at all. No, Don't just the opposite, more yes. than likely. All right, um, next on the list we have is try and keep personal feelings aside. Now, this is really difficult because it is personal. Yes. <laughs> but the reason you're communicating more than likely has to do about raising your children. Yes. So keep it about them. Don't bring up old things. Keep it short and sweet and to the point. What are you asking for and what are you what result do you right. want? You should never be bringing up stuff about your 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 relationship with your ex in emails or phone calls with them. You're divorced. That ship has sailed. All of your interactions now are about the kids. It's you should not be still hashing out your relationship. You're divorced. I totally agree. So, you know, for work on forgiving and moving on. Yep. And I like how they say keep it short and sweet. Yes. What I have found the best way for me to communicate is not to put a laundry list of things in one email. I've yeah. done that in the past. Well, then things get overlooked or things get overlooked overwhelmed. and overwhelmed. Yeah. So it's best to send individual issues yeah. in individual emails. Um, that way you're not getting uh, things cross. Right. And, and you know, oh, you answered this, but you never answered these three things. Are you going to answer these? And you know what I mean? It's yeah. yeah. So simple, short, right. to the point single email and i think what needs to be done in these emails when your ex isn't communicating with you um you have to say um you have not responded to my previous emails regarding this matter so if i do not hear from you by this day and this is what lawyers have said to do because you can't just indefinitely not make decisions if your ex won't communicate with you right right so you have to say if i don't hear from you by next friday I'll assume that the decision that I'm, you know, have proposed. This is, this is the decision. Yeah, this is a decision. So put a date in there, put a time and say, I need to hear from you by this date or this is going to happen because you have to, there's decisions you have to make. There's deadlines for things, right? You've, yeah, absolutely. So, yeah. So that is my, that's a recommendation from me. No, I, I like that one a lot. Yeah. Right. Also, it says use technology. There are plenty of ways to communicate now. Registered letters, frankly, a waste of money. Oh, please don't do that. Yeah. Um, emails work really well. Um, people will re read emails. Um, and if they're not, like if they literally never respond to you, then you will have to go to court and you will be able to show all your emails. And if they say, well, I blocked you, well, that is their problem. You have, you're, you're having to co-parent. <laughs> or, or worse off, you've been saying it to the wrong person all this time. Yeah, right. <laughs> that would be bad. So um, use different techniques to communicate saying... Hey, I just sent you an email. 
you can say that over the phone or you can say that via text yes. just to make sure that you've done your part in yes. trying to communicate. Yep, absolutely. Here's another thing that, you know, maybe we don't do effectively. It's list both bio parents on all contact forms. Now, we do it with my kids. Yes, but, but I don't do that with... Uh, with, with Sam, you don't because you have 100% physical custody. Physical custody. Yeah. But so I just I thought don't. about that. Maybe that's something we should be adding on there. Maybe. I guess I always think of those as like emergency types of things. And if something happened to Sam, you know, his dad doesn't live near. You know what I mean? So that's yeah, why. Yeah, but I, maybe his dad would like to get emails about how yeah. he's doing in school. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I. I so yeah, that's, that's something, something that we can something to think, about. think about. And the reason this is important, this is another hot, hot uh, topic. If you just put yourself down or say you put yourself and your new spouse and you don't put your ex as the mom that that you are asking for yeah, a that's, fight that's alienation <laughs> yes don't do that You're yeah just, that's a big deal yeah it is a big deal because you are their mom you are their dad and you should be you know treated as such mm -hmm. now we've used techniques like having one email that goes to both me and my ex yeah um, you know, we, we just call it like school or, right. you know, swim, whatever it yeah, is. Yeah. And then it goes to, to both of us. So we both get it, which right. that helps. Yeah. Um, Cause sometimes there are situations where you can only put one person or one phone number and that gets tricky when you can only do that. So just do the best you can let your ex know, Hey, I was only allowed to put one, you know, email or one phone number. So this is what I put, you know, that this is why I did that. Just Make sure you're open and honest about that. Now, if if nothing works and you're still not being uh, open communication with your ex, then you may need to get a mediator. Absolutely. Or a co-parenting therapist. They they exist. Yeah. Um, they're court-appointed and non-court appointed. Yep. Stay out of court. As much as you can. A mediator does not put you into court. Nope. Um, a judge gets really tired of hearing all of the excuses. And um, it's just going to cost you a lot of money and make a lot of divorce attorneys more wealthy. Yes. Yes. Seriously, stay out of court as much as you can. Good advice. Good advice. We talked about if your ex won't communicate. Now let's talk about overcoming it. We talked about things that you need to do to set yourself up to protect your kids and to stay out of court. Let's talk about some things that you can do to try and improve communication. Okay. So the first one, we've already talked about it, but it's be kind, always be kind. That can be really difficult, especially in the early stages of your divorce. That can be really difficult yeah, because it's highly contentious. Highly. And, um, but guess what? Nothing bad can ever come out of being kind. Right. That, that is true. That so is true. just, yeah, try. No, what, what if your ex is just throwing fiery darts at you? Every email you sent, they're picking apart every word. What do you do then? Just keep being, you may not feel like being kind, right? If you're just always being attacked, you may not feel like being kind, but you can certainly be civil. Right. And don't, you, don't you can jump. ignore it too. Yes. It totally ignore it. Just don't jump in that same boat. Don't jump in the fiery dart boat. Well, they're doing that to get a reaction out of you, right? Absolutely. So just be civil. Be Like we already said, short and sweet, 
doesn't have to be sweet, actually. No. It can just be short and simple. Short and simple. Yep. But you can ignore, you can ignore those sorts of things. And I actually think you should ignore the attacks for sure. If they send you an email and there's attacks in there with actual things you need to respond to, completely ignore the attack and you know, just respond to it. I judge that by the length of the email I get all the time. <laughs> right? I'm a very terse person when it comes to emails. I normally don't write very much. Yeah. I have a simple, here's the problem, here's what I want to do. Right. If I get five paragraphs after that. Yeah, you don't even read it. Right. No, and I probably miss things that I should have read. Yeah. So yeah, keep it short and simple. Yeah. If you have the tendency to carry on for five paragraphs, you need to change the way that you're communicating. <laughs> yes, for sure. All right. The other thing is keep communication open. Just because your ex is shut down doesn't mean that you should too. Keep sending them emails on updates, how the kids are doing. This can be hard at times. I it know I've fallen into the trap well. If you're not, then I'm you're not. You're not, then I'm not going right? to communicate. And that's, it, it, you can easily fall into that. Well, if you're not going to communicate with me, if you're not going to do this, then I'm not going to do that. Once again, it's just putting on your big boy and big girl panties. Well, and, and what is this communication about? Children's school, doctor's appointments, sports, um, yeah, punishment or discipline at home, whatever it may be. You need to be open. Yep. One of uh, my co-parenting uh, therapists taught my ex and I to send a weekly, um, just a simple email, what's happened with the kids when I had them this week. Yeah, I really liked when you guys did that. Yeah, it, it was very good. Our communication yeah. was much better. So that's a really good technique to, to yeah, use. Yeah, like here's what went on. That way the kids don't feel like, ooh, what should I say to mom and dad about, you know, where I, I, I was just at this house. What do I share? What do they not want me to share? They feel torn. So if, they, if you, you know, you already know because your ex sent you an email, that just takes the pressure off the kids too. It like, does. hey, I heard you you know, did X, Y, Z. And the kids are like, oh, thank goodness you already know that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So you would put in an email like this, the good things that happened, the fun things that you did, and the bad things that happened. John, yeah. Johnny fell down and, you know, skinned his knee, cried right. for about an hour. Yep. Um, just to let you know he's fine. Right. You know, but or whatever. so-and-so had a fight with their best friend or, you know, just little yeah. things like that to keep each other. Yeah, I really liked when you're, they suggested that years ago. Years ago. Years and and years we did ago. it for a while. You did. We dropped off the last couple yeah, of years. Yeah, now so. they're they're older, so. Maybe I need to keep doing it. Yeah, maybe. Something to think yeah. about. All right. Oh, I like this one. Look at your own behavior. I'm never wrong. So why would I? So I you. So everyone should look at your behavior. Everyone should look at how great <laughs> I am. <laughs> of course. No, you need to take a, a big look at yourself. Are you causing the problem? Chances, are you enhancing the problem? Yeah, chances are you are contributing. Yeah. That's a very good likelihood that you're right. contributing. And sometimes you're not. I mean, sometimes you're literally just like, I don't know what else to do. I'm at a loss, right? Like sometimes you just don't know. But if it's not working, don't keep doing what you're doing. Nope. Change things up a little bit. You've yep. got to, and maybe just being persistent is key here, but you got to look at yourself. Yeah, for sure. All right. What else? Oh, protecting your children from the anger and fighting. Mm. Not using your children in your anger and fighting. Yes. Do not. We. I mean, we kind of already talked about this. Don't, don't use them. Don't put them in the middle. Don't use them to relay messages. Don't let them hear you talking bad. We've really already talked don't about that. Don't use them to throw eggs at your ex's uh, new spouse. That would be very bad. Don't do that. Oh, that happened. That happened on you saw one that of the on blended the family. What? Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
the um, the mom, uh, the bio the mom. They threw threw at a person. No, at their car. Oh, at their car. I mean, not that that's any better, but that was, that's a little better. Yeah, they took the the bio mom took her um, kids and and egged uh, her ex's girlfriend's um, car. That people is how not to. <laughs> that's how you get your kids taken. That away. is that is so you think unhealthy. It's funny no, it's or, not. It, that's not. That's so unhealthy for your kids. Do not do something like that. Now, by itself, if you did that by yourself, you wouldn't be in as much trouble. But when you start involving your kids, you're trying to turn your kids against your ex. Don't do that. And their new girlfriend or spouse or uh, boyfriend. That is messing with their psyche. Like, do not yeah. do that. Do not do that. So, and then the last one, absolutely seek some help. There's lots of really good resources out there for co-parenting therapy uh, or mediation if you get up to that point. But more than likely, you really want to figure out ways that you can communicate effectively. Even though you are divorced, you still have these children that you've got to learn techniques that you can communicate. Absolutely. It doesn't mean that you're going into these therapy sessions trying to resolve your relationship problems that you had during your marriage. That's not the purpose. The purpose is to set that aside and to move forward with a new way of communicating to help raise your kids. Yep, it's all about the kids. All right, our lemonade moment of the week has to do with our bathroom. And a totally messy house right now. The downside is the lemons is we had to pull everything out of our bathroom and we're going to have to pull it out of all of our bedrooms. So there's boxes piled up everywhere. Well, wait, we haven't told them what's happening. I know, but that's the lemons. The lemons is <laughs> I have to navigate to get to the bathroom in the middle of the night. Well, so we moved into this house, what, almost 10 years ago? Or yep. you, 10 years ago. Yeah, 10 years ago. Um. There is carpet in our master bathroom. The original carpet. Um, 30 year old carpet. Yeah. Gross. First of all, now there shouldn't be carpet. It seem gross. Well, I mean, you would I never know, thought walking it was. Walking into our room, you wouldn't say that it was gross. No. But now but... I feel like it's gross. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. So, yes, we, there, we're actually going to get new flooring in the entire house, but they started this week on our master bath and yeah there's no more carpet in our master bath it's it's beautiful it's great it looks great. um now i might turn into a germaphobe after they pulled up that carpet yeah 30 year old carpet Ugh. yeah Gross. so hey the the lemons are i have to navigate in the middle of the night to use the bathroom because there's boxes of because we're stuff. still waiting for the baseboards to be put back on so we haven't put everything back yet but uh but the, the lemonade, lemonade is, is a, a a brand new kitchen kitchen or not oh that's happening later <laughs> Brand new bathroom. I must be hungry. If you like today's episode, give us five stars on iTunes, Spotify, Google. And head to Facebook and like us. And check out our blog at wheresthelemonade.org where you can leave questions and comments. And, but most of all, go out and make some lemonade. You betcha, baby. Yeah.